thing I had to learn as a believer that the decisions and choices that I made in my life, whether good or bad, not only affected me, but it also affected those around me. One thing we can be sure of is we serve a just and a merciful God, and he knows how to stay the hand of our enemy. In other words, no matter what you are going through, there is only so much that your enemy will be allowed to do to you. And when it's all said and done, Romans 28 and 8 says, For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. So though it may not feel like it, you can best believe he's working it out for your good. How am I so sure? Because he done it for me and God is with no respectable person. He will do the same for you. I am Elder Shanina Walker and today on Let's Wrap, we will be concluding with our two-part series entitled, There's a Price to Pay, It's Gonna Cost You. For those of you who would like to follow along in your Bible, this message is coming from 1 Chronicles, the 21st chapter, beginning at the 7th verse. This message is already in progress. We look at the 7th verse, the Bible tells us that the Lord was displeased with this thing. In other words, the Lord became angry. The Lord became annoyed. Hallelujah. I submit to you today that David failed. Hallelujah. David stopped trusting God. He failed to consult God. Hallelujah be to God. He began to deal with his human resources. How many times we rely on our human resources? We rely on our job. We rely on our skill. We rely on our ability. Hallelujah. We stop trusting God. We think because we got a big house on the hill, we've made it. We think because we got a big car in the driveway, we've made it. We think because we own our own business and the duckies are flowing. Hallelujah. We've made it. I stopped by to tell you today, if you don't have Jesus, all that stuff don't mean nothing. He said, first seek ye the kingdom of God and all his righteousness will be added unto you. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Your soul is going to die. Your soul is going to live in eternity. <laughs> Satan provoked him to move without God. And as a result, David's sin, <laughs> as a result of David's sin, God smoked, God hit Israel. Now, David confessed his wrong. He said, I have sinned greatly. I have done this thing. I have done foolishly. Hallelujah. Anybody ever done foolish and wish you could take it back? At the time, it seemed like a good idea. As a matter of fact, hallelujah, after the, it was all over, you realized just how foolish it was? David sinned, and God hit Israel. Ain't that something? That's like your child do something. This child do something. And I turned around and smacked this child for doing it. I said, Lord, David sinned, but he hit Israel. Now we go down to 1 Chronicles 21, 9 through 17. We go into David's suffering. God was displeased and he hit Israel. Hallelujah. I, I, I begin to look at that and I begin to wonder, did I read that right, Lord? You hit Israel for David's sin. Like me, maybe you were wondering, why didn't he just hit David? After all, he was the one who committed the sin. He was the one that admitted and confessed. Why is he not suffering? 
But I submit to you today that David was suffering by watching and knowing that he was the one that caused the sin to fall upon Israel. Hallelujah. That was suffering enough. God gave him three choices. He said you can have three years of famine. Three years of famine, glory be to God, you're going to go through. If not three years of famine, glory be to God, he went on to tell him, hallelujah, you can have three months. Three months of running from your enemy. Glory be to God. Or three days of pestilence and the angel of the Lord destroying everything around you. God sent the pestilence. David went on to say, he said, well, you know, I, I, in other words, I can't really choose right now because uh, one thing about it is I know I don't want to fall in the hand of man, hallelujah, because we know how man is, hallelujah. Man will crucify you. Man will count you out, hallelujah. Man will destroy you for one little thing, hallelujah. Man will try to kill you, hallelujah, for the little speck in your eye, hallelujah, when they have a plank in theirs. He said, but God, I know you're merciful, God, so let me fall into hands of God and not into the hands of man, glory be to God. So the Bible tells me that the Lord sent a pestilence, hallelujah, and the pestilence killed 70,000 men, glory be to God. Not only that, hallelujah, but the Lord sent an angel, hallelujah, and the angel, glory be to God, began to destroy things. Now, the text doesn't tell us what Israel did wrong. As, as a matter of fact, David asked God, what have they done? However, God did not answer him. Why did God not answer him, I asked. Because the truth of the matter is, glory be to God, that many times, hallelujah, the suffering that you're going through in your life, hallelujah, is not because of your sin, hallelujah. It's not because of your foolish choices, hallelujah. But the sin and the suffering that you're going through in your life, hallelujah, is because of the people you are connected to in your life. Many of you are suffering due to decisions that you had no authority or say so over. Hallelujah. Some of the things you're dealing with right now in your life, hallelujah, is from generation curses, hallelujah, and, and uh, hereditary spirits, hallelujah, that have plagued your family. If you begin to look back in your family line, hallelujah, it didn't just start with you, baby. Somebody in your family was an alcoholic. It didn't just start with you, baby. Somebody in your family was addicted to drugs. Glory be to God. Somebody in your family was a homemonger. Glory be to God. Somebody in your family dabbled in their cult or witchcraft. This thing ain't just spring up overnight. Shake your family tree, baby. Hallelujah. This thing is attached to your bloodline to destroy you. But just like God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it, hallelujah, Satan has assigned demons to your life with hopes to destroy you, with hopes to get you to abort your purpose. But what I love about God is he's a God of compassion. He's a God of love. The Bible says in the 15th verse, as the angel was destroying it, the Lord beheld. In other words, the Lord saw you. Anybody ever had something
something in your life, hallelujah, that was designed to take you out, hallelujah. That thing bent you all the way over, glory be to God. But before you could break, hallelujah, the Lord beheld you. The Lord saw you. Glory be to God. He didn't let the devil destroy you. He commanded the enemy to get back. Take your hands off my child. Whoa, shout out our bossa. Before the enemy could destroy your son or your daughter, the Lord commanded him to let go. Take your hand off of him. You can't destroy him. I know you want to, but I'm only letting you play around for a little while. Just like in the story of Job, you can't touch their soul. Yeah, you might shake them up. Yeah, you might got them looking crazy right now. But guess what, Satan? That's enough. Steal your hands. Take your hand off my child. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2 and 12, if we suffer with him, we're going to reign with him. Glory be to God. The Bible tells us, I reckon the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. What you're going through is only for a little while. Don't worry about suffering, church. We all got to suffer. Everybody got a cross to bear. Jesus died and suffered on the cross. He died for me and you. Hallelujah. One thing I realized uh, is that we're not willing to suffer for Christ like he suffered for us. Glory be to God. Don't misunderstand me. Hallelujah. God no longer is looking for sacrifices of bulls and heifers. Hallelujah. But he's looking for a living sacrifice. He's no longer looking for an offering of wheat and peace offering. Hallelujah. And fellowship offering. Hallelujah. But God is looking for a living sacrifice. Someone who's willing to say, for God I live. For God I die. Though you slay me, yet shall I trust you. I'm going to stand on your word. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. I won't back down. I won't give up. The Bible tells us that it rains on the just as well as the, in, the unjust. Hallelujah. That lets me know that no matter who you are, no matter what rank you have, no matter what position you hold, no matter how good you think you are, we all going to go through something. One thing I found out is that we don't want to suffer nothing. We don't want to go through nothing, regardless of how we feel about the enemy coming against us. David's problem was he wanted to know. If you go back and look in the Bible, hallelujah, he told Joab, he said, go number the men that I may know, hallelujah. It's some things, hallelujah, that we go through in our life. God don't need you to know, hallelujah. You don't need to know the outcome because God said, I am the beginning. I am the end. I am ever and Omega. All I need you to do is trust me. Don't worry about how I'm going to bring you out. Don't worry about how he going to come through. Don't worry about what it look like. Don't worry about what it feel like. Just trust me. David wanted to know how many capable men he had. I want to know that, uh, that if this thing come to push and shove and we got to go back to war, how many people I'm going to have on my side? Doesn't matter how long you've been in it. 
God's timing is not our timing. You know how we get? We so impatient. We don't want to wait on nothing. We want God to do it yesterday already. Say, God, how long it going to take? Good Lord, Father. It's been 20 years now. What in the world? How long? None of your business. You and your circumstance and your situation been purchased by the blood of Jesus. You don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with the price. He said, therefore glorify me in your body, which is the Lord. Jesus paid the price. Jesus' blood is the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way to come to me, to the Father, other than through me. Any other way, you're coming as a counterfeit. You're coming as a thief or a robber. Jesus told his disciples, if anyone will come after me, you got to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. And the thing about it is, we always looking at somebody else's cross and thinking they cross a little bit lighter than our cross. You don't know what they going through. Yeah, don't let the smiles on their face fool you. We just think it's a little, she got a little bit easier than me. The Bible didn't tell me to take up Michael's cross. The Bible didn't tell me to take up my mother and my father's cross. He didn't tell me to take up pastor's cross. He said, take up your cross. Don't get, don't get fooled because I make my cross look a little easy. It ain't got nothing to do with me. God has anointed me to carry my cross. A lot of us get fooled by the way people be looking. Boy, she, she ain't really going through nothing. It don't look like, well, let me just, if, if I were her, I would do this. Or if I, could, I could handle it like this. Uh, I don't know why she doing this. She be acting like that's something. Oh, that ain't nothing. Elder Walker got his little finger cut off. It wasn't nothing but a pinky. It wasn't even the whole finger. You don't know what he going through. His cross don't weigh the same as your cross. His cross don't look like your cross. His cross ain't the length of your cross. We all have our cross to bear. One thing I've learned about the 21st century church, we love the comfort zone, hallelujah. The comfort zone syndrome. As I look around at society today, it's obvious that we all want to be great. But are we willing to push through our safety zone? Are we willing to push through the comfort zone? I found out that 99% of our problem is, hallelujah, that we love comfort. Oh, yeah. We love comfort. I know I love comfort. I came from the country. It was hot in Georgia. We didn't have no air conditioning. We fanned each other to sleep at night. Now that I got an air conditioning, I walk in my house, I be like, thank you, Jesus. In the wintertime, I'll be like, woo, thank you, Jesus, for this heat. Anybody remember the old saying that says, uh, misery loves company? I got one better for you. Misery loves comfort. Misery loves comfort. But what comfort does is it slowly kills you. Comfort weakens your body. Comfort destroys your soul. Comfort, hallelujah, will have you craving the routine, hallelujah. It breeds complacency, hallelujah. Complacency kills. 
we naturally gravitate towards the safety zone. That thing which causes us comfort. And then when it causes you so much comfort, you get stuck, hallelujah. And when we get stuck, we sit around and we complain. And we begin to criticize, hallelujah. Talking to that one today, hallelujah, that all you can do is sit around and criticize, hallelujah. I challenge you today to get out of your comfort zone and take up your cross, hallelujah. And then you might relate to someone else that's going through, glory be to God. Don't think for a second it's easy. You best believe David had to sacrifice something. Look at the person next to you and say, you must make a sacrifice. And we live in a time where it's difficult to tell the, the original, hallelujah, or the authentic from the fake. Nowadays, you can purchase a bag or some red bottom shoes, hallelujah, that, that, that looks like the original, hallelujah, but it don't cost you the same price as the original. So you don't sacrifice as much to look like you want to look, hallelujah. Many of us can't afford the original, hallelujah, or we just refuse to take our hard-earned money because I know that's me. I like nice things, but I refuse to pay $300 for some shoes. I refuse to pay $250 for a purse. I just can't do it. It just hurts my heart. My husband's like, won't you buy yourself something nice? I just can't see myself going there spending all that money. That's just me. But I stopped by to tell you today that many of us will substitute, hallelujah, the original for a knockoff or, or, or for an invitation, hallelujah. But when it comes to sacrifice, hallelujah, there, to, of suffering, there is no substitute. When it comes to sacrifice uh, of the anointing of God, there is no substitute. Hallelujah. You think you're going to operate under the anointing of the power of God, hallelujah, and not make a sacrifice of suffering? You have been deceived. David's sacrifice went on. It says a sacrifice is the act of giving up something that you want to keep, especially in order to help someone else, hallelujah. A sacrifice, hallelujah, is giving up something, hallelujah, or losing something, hallelujah, for the sake of something better. David had to offer up a peace offering and a burnt offering in the Lord, to the Lord in order to stay the hand of the angel. David looked up to heaven between the heaven and the earth, and all he saw was this big old angel with this sword getting ready to slice down Israel, hallelujah. And it was cutting to and fro, and the Bible said it was destroying some things, hallelujah. But the Lord said, stay your hand, glory be to God. David went on down, the, the, the seer told him, you got to go down and you got you to make a sacrifice. You got to make an offering to the Lord, hallelujah. So he went down to Aroni, hallelujah, and he began to tell him, hallelujah. He said, I need this threshing flow, glory be to God. And he began to speak to him. And, and, and what, I, what was funny about it is that, that when Aaron or Aroni saw them coming, hallelujah, he, hallelujah, him and his sons hid themselves. When they saw the angel of the Lord, they ran. They said, what in the world going on? But David went to him and he said, I need this. And he began to tell David, hallelujah, he said, take it. You can have it. I want you to just go ahead and have it for free. Glory be to God. But David began to speak to him and he began to tell him, he said, I will not take that which belonged to you. I will not take that which cost me nothing and give to the Lord. 
I said that to say the Lord has been dealing with me, hallelujah. And the Lord made me to stop by to tell you today, hallelujah, that we all got some suffering we got to go through, hallelujah. But it's going to require a sacrifice. You've been in your sin, hallelujah. You've been dealing with your suffering, hallelujah. But now it's time for you to make a sacrifice. We're going to have to make a sacrifice to the Lord. God said today I need you to come build an altar, hallelujah. I need you to come before me, hallelujah, and sacrifice yourself. Put yourself on the altar. I'm no longer interested in bulls and heifers, but I need you, hallelujah, to come make a sacrifice. I need you to come before me, glory be to God. Jesus Christ, he paid the price on the cross, and he had receipts to prove, hallelujah. He gave you a gift seat, receipt of eternal life. You know the old saying, we go shopping and they come back to return something. You say, I got receipts. I got receipts. You know people think they know your business. Oh, I got the receipt. I got some tea. But I'm here to tell you today, hallelujah, that the anointing will cost you. The anointing is going to cost you. Glory be to God. You got receipts in your life. Many of you, hallelujah, don't know what I'm talking about, hallelujah, because you ain't really been through nothing. But after you go through something, hallelujah, God give you a receipt, hallelujah. He'll take his receipt of goodness and mercy and attach it to your receipt of the anointing. Glory be to God. Many of you know my testimony. Many of you know my life. Glory be to God. And all I desire is to do his will. God gave me receipts. Hallelujah. Some of the receipts I didn't even ask for. But I stopped by to tell you today, hallelujah, that being a young girl, hallelujah, and being molested, glory be to God, God took his receipt of goodness and mercy and attached it to my receipt and told me I am somebody because I don't make no junk. God took receipts, hallelujah, when I was going through in a mental hospital about to lose my mind, God took his receipt of goodness and mercy and attached it to a receipt of the anointed and gave it to me and told me hallelujah he said I have not given you the spirit of fear Shanita, but of love power and a sound mind I want you to know today when I was sick and didn't think I could get well when the doctor diagnosed me with cancer God took his receipt of goodness and mercy and attached it to my receipt of the anointing and said to me you shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord, I want you to know today, church, uh, that God took his receipt uh, of goodness and mercy and attached it to my marriage and street and gave me the anointing and told me today, he said, live, walk under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He let me know that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Some of you gonna have to get some receipts, but you gotta go through something. You gotta go through something. You gotta go through something. God took the feelings of abandonment and the feelings of rejection, hallelujah, and he took it and attached his receipt of goodness and mercy to it, glory be to God. And he told me, hallelujah, here is your receipt of the anointing, Shanina. Because I will never leave you nor forsake you. Glory be to God. I got receipts to show you, hallelujah. Oh, 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to do what I'm doing. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to set the captive free. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to lay hands on the sick and you shall recover under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Don't look at me, but you better see God in me. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. And guess what, church? That's easy when you have Jesus. We got to trust God. We got to trust God, church. You don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. Some of you have been struggling a long time. You've been dealing with things that you don't even understand that you're going through. But God knows. He knows all about it. He knows you've been carrying this thing for a long time. He knows all about it. He know about the addiction. Oh, he know. He see you. He know about the pornography. Oh yeah, he know. He see you. He know all about it. 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 He know you carrying hurt from a child. He know you was broken. He know you was dropped like a fever shelf. He know. He know that somebody dropped you. But he come to heal you. He come to set you free. Today is your day. Today is your day. But I'm not going to do the work for you. I need you right where you are to begin to build an altar to the Lord. <laughs> and I'm not talking about no foreign doctrine. I'm talking about I need you to cry out with everything inside of you and say, Jesus, I know I'm messed up. I know I'm jacked up. I know I'm tangled up. I know I'm in bondage, but I want to be free. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of the addiction controlling my life. I'm tired of trying to be something I'm not. Set me free today. Set me free today. Set me free today. Set me free today. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. For moving without you. Forgive me for allowing the enemy to provoke me to move when I should have stood still. Forgive me for my cheating ways, oh God. Forgive me for laying under every bush like a harlot, <laughs> like the children of Israel running to every foreign God. Forgive me, Lord. God, I know I'm polluted in my own blood right now. I know I'm a mess, Jesus. But God, you said in your word that you picked me up and you made me whole. Forgive me, Jesus. Help me, God. Help me, God. I need somebody to cry out with everything in you. Help me, Jesus. One thing about it, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you don't care what nobody thinks. You don't care how ugly you look. You just want to be free. 
You just want to be delivered. My, 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 what a powerful message. If you have listened to this message today and you know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and you want to accept the Lord into your life, repeat after me. I come to you in prayer, Heavenly Father, asking that you will forgive me of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is your son and that he died on the cross at Calvary that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. I will worship you all the days of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you said these words with me, what I want you to do now is I want you to find someone and confess to them that you are now saved. Your name has been entered into the Lamb's Book of Life. I am so excited about this message. God was truly moving by his spirit. His presence was not only in that place, but it is moving right now on you as you listen to this powerful message. I guarantee you, if you get this message in your spirit, listen to it again and again, you will never be the same again. It is my belief that God is moving in this end time and he is looking for a remnant who will not back down, a remnant who will declare, for God I live and for God I die. And if you repeated that sinner's prayer with me today and you believe it in your heart, I want you to know you are now one of those remnants. God will use you in a mighty way. You are now my brothers and sisters in the household of faith. It is at this time that I want to personally thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to listen to our Let's Wrap podcast. We also want you to join us on Facebook at Yasha Ministry Walker. That's Y-A-S-H Walker on Facebook. There's often times that we do give away gifts to our supporters who listen, like, comment, and share. Also today, what I would love for you to do, if you have listened to this two-part series and it has changed your life, I want you to go on like and then comment on the podcast that you have been blessed by this message. I also want you to know that you are valuable to the kingdom of God and I need you to survive. As always, I love you, Elder Walker love you, but God will always love you more. Until the next time, peace.